Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. The heads thereof judge for reward, and the priests thereof teach for hire, and the prophets thereof divine for money. Yet will they lean upon the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? Therefore no evil can come upon us. Micaiah chapter 3 verse 11 So many times in history did God's people claim immunity from calamity because they claimed his name. They claimed that he was in the midst of them, that he was their king. Yet Jesus himself said, why do you call me Lord when you do not do the things that I say? So today I remind you of this, that to simply say that he is your king does not make him so, but to obey him as your king does. The word of God says, do not deceive yourself to whom you serve, you make yourself servant. Therefore, he is the master of you. You see, Balaam could not curse Israel in the Bible, nor could Balak overthrow them in the wilderness because that their king was in the midst of them, as scripture says. Because at this point they were obedient to his words and his leadings. Yet when they began to trust in the counsel of men, demons, and their own vain imaginations, did the Holy One of Israel depart from them and the curses overtook them. In the time of the judges of Israel, there was wave after wave of judgment because that, according to scripture, it says there was no king among them, but every man did what was right in their own eyes. So again, I tell you this as what was expressed in our opening passage, that to claim God as your king and to truly have him as your king can be two very different things. Jesus warned that many who call him Lord do not truly belong to him because they are still working iniquity and are not doing the will of the Father daily. In our opening passage, judgment was being decreed upon Israel for their sins yet again, and the guilt of it was being placed upon its leadership. The government made laws for reward, favor, and financial gain rather than in accordance with God's word or what was good for them. Not unlike our lobbyists and politicians today, the priest charged money to teach and to preach God's words to the people. Not unlike our religious conferences and colleges today. The prophets divined for money. They sought a word from any spirit that would speak to them so that they could get a crowd to follow them, to seek after them. 
by which means they might get attention and make a living from it. Not unlike the false prophets of today that are hard to tell apart from the soothsayers and psychics and mediums of the culture around them. Yet they all say that no judgment can befall them because that the Lord is with them when in truth he has long departed from them. And in their pride, they keep pushing forward deeper and deeper into a very dark and ominous tide. It's rising against them and it will overtake them in a suddenly. And if so be that God in his great mercy might use it to break them free from the lie that he is okay with their sin and their pride and their compromise, their disalignment with his word and his will and his character, with their misrepresenting of him, with their decrees of vanity and selfishness, with their refusal to let him rule them. Because that what they have to learn is this, that when you want to be your own king, then you are also your own source supplier and protection and that is not a place that you want to be in when the kingdoms of the enemy come rushing in like a flood because it's in that moment that you will realize why you need it to be under the lordship and covering of the king of kings the ruler of the greatest kingdom it's because we need his protection his wisdom his leading, and his equipping. Because that there is a real enemy and only God can defeat them. Therefore does judgment come when he withdraws, but for a moment, to show us how quickly we can be overtaken without him. To remind us that he alone is our salvation. When we trust in our own leading, we end up trusting in demons. They are cunning and very skilled at convincing you that their ideas are yours. Trust therefore in the word of the Lord, for it is pure, it is sure, it is selfless, and it is right. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and make him the true king of your life. In Judges chapter 21, verse 25, it says, In those days there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in his own sight. Oh, how greatly did Israel suffer for this pride. Because you see, pride always goes before destruction, and the heart of pride is to know what God says and to think that you can do things any other way and think that it will be okay. It will not work out. Humble yourself now and seek him while he may be found. Repent, submit, make him your king and get under the covering of his protection because the enemy is coming and the prideful will regret thinking that they can claim God's name while trusting in themselves and that no evil will befall them. The devil will turn their own pride against them. 
They are trusting in the wrong spirit. They are under the wrong kingship. And they will see exactly how cruel of a master this king of pride is. Yet even allowing them to experience this is a mercy if it leads them to repentance, dependence, and commitment to the words and teachings of Jesus, the true king, and the lion of the tribe of Judah. Because when the king is in the midst, his roar is sounded in your defense and against your enemies. But when you set yourself in opposition to him and he begins a roaring, then there's nothing you can do because that roaring is set against you. Oh, I would rather be found in right standing on that day, standing right at the side of the lion of the tribe of Judah. In Numbers chapter 23, when Balak confronted Balaam about why he blessed them instead of cursed them. This was his response. He said, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make what he has spoken good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless them. And he hath blessed them, and I cannot reverse it, because that he has not beheld any iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen any perverseness in Israel. For the Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them, because God brought them out of Egypt, as it were the strength of the rhinoceros, surely there is no enchantment that can be cast against Jacob. Neither is there any divination that can be done against Israel. And according to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, What hath God wroth? Behold, the people shall rise up as a great lion, and lift up himself as a young lion, and he shall lie down until he eat the prey and drink the blood of the slain. This Balaam was a false prophet of the enemy who spoke a true thing in this situation. He decreed that there was no divination, no curse, and no judgment that could come against the nation of Israel at this time because that they were in alignment with the words of God. They were serving him as king. They were trusting and letting him lead. Therefore were they covered and protected because that he was in the midst of them. But my friend, if you stand in opposition to the words and teachings of scripture, then you make yourself the enemy of the author. And he won't be with you. In fact, he'll stand against you. The word of God says to be friends with the world makes you the enemy of God. You better get in alignment with his word. What shall we say then? to all these things, that if God be for us, then who can be against us? So make sure that he is for you. So if you want to get into position 
to be elevated in what's coming, then you better get into a position of submission and remember that he said that he will exalt the humble. Don't assume to know anything or that you can out-engineer his judgments. Instead, humble yourself before him in repentance and get into alignment with the truth. The word of God says that judgment comes upon the wicked because that they loved not the truth, but rather had pleasure in unrighteousness. They were willing to do it anyway, but his. The only way, because he is the way. There is abundant grace stored up for the evil day. He has made a way for us to come boldly to his throne of grace to get help in times of trouble. But that grace is made available to the humble. He says that he gives more grace to the humble, but that he abase the proud. So get down and lay low, lest you be cut down. He has abundant mercy for the merciful. You've got to stop trying to do it in your own strength. You've got to stop believing the lie that he helps those who help themselves. No, he helps those who come to the end of themselves. He does help those, however, who help others. If you choose to tend to the needs of the least of these, then he will tend to yours. So put down your plotting and your ambitions and do the work of the evangelist. Pray for the lost and the lowly. Preach righteousness. Stand with him and you will be found standing in the right position when difficult situations rush in. Who will fear man or demons when you are standing with the lion? Who will lack provision when you are standing with the provider? Who will need saving when you are standing with the Savior? Make sure that you're in right standing, standing right next to him when the real shaking starts happening. Oh Lord, give us the wisdom and the humility to take seriously your warnings. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.